So we're live, everyone. <laughs> so unfortunately, I'm getting this. We are live now. We are live now. That's for sure. And I think uh, my. That's kind of weird also as well, that uh, all of a sudden I was not only listening to myself and the headsets, uh, but I was also listening to myself on the computer as well, which was really strange. But welcome, everybody. We had some technical glitches today, which is the first time in 105 shows that we've had some technical glitches that I could remember, uh, which is which is really outrageous. But it's pretty cool um, that, you know, what can I say? So welcome. Welcome to the 105th meeting of the Soundbroker Mastermind. Well, the Mastermind Roundtable presented by Soundbroker. That's the correct name these days. And I am your host, Jan Landy. So welcome, everybody. Um, how do you like that? I hope everybody had a good week. Um, before we get started, I just want to say this, that everything you hear today is opinion. So uh, just do your own research. And with that, hey, welcome everybody to the room and thank you for joining us. Uh, we've got a lot of things to cover today. Um, so much going on in the world, so much good stuff. But before we get into that, let's say, does anybody have anything that they want to share? Hepatitis. Uh, well, if you're a child, you have to worry about that now. But other than that, you know, you're in good shape. <laughs> you Vegas people, I tell you. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, it's kind of crazy what's going on in the world right now these days. But before we get into anything, we have a, we have a, we have we have our normal um, normal uh, guru of information. Mike Brown is in the room, and he just finished um, his trade show, Cavalo, and I was hoping he would give us a little report on what happened at Cavalo. What uh, did we some, miss? Some people showed up. They talked about gear. They went home. Um, actually, it was a great show. Uh, super excited for our first show in Nashville. It really went very, very well. Um, I made a couple of new mistakes, so that's a good sign. I didn't repeat any of the mistakes I'd made previously. Uh, I think that shows some level of growth on my part. Uh, and we had a good turnout. We had a good higher ed turnout, lots of integrators, a few production people, and a few uh, house of worship people. So we'll work on those smaller demographics for next year and get them bumped up. Uh, we ended up with um, 45 uh, manufacturers present. Um, as a matter of fact, the week of, the two days before the show itself on that Monday, I almost, almost got to 50. Um, very short notice. It was a well-attended show. People were looking forward to it. People were excited. Nashville was lovely. Great place to have a show. They're very um, trade show starved there. Apparently there are no shows there. Uh, or even the traveling ones and the, the, the ones that distributors put on, that sort of thing, don't come there. So uh, it went well. I'm, I was very, very pleased with it. Well, that's very good. You know, in regards to making mistakes, you know, uh, I, I think that the expression goes, you know, um, I've never been wrong. I thought I was once, but I was mistaken. Uh, that's something you might remember. Uh, but the reality is, is we're not judged by, you know, how many times we fail or make do something wrong, but how many times we uh, make a mistake and we continue to rectify it and keep going. And I guess that's what a champion does. And so congratulations on being a champion. You know? Yes, sir. 
you know, good. And the attendance and was good. That, we'll wrap up the show on that high note. Mike Brown is a champion. You heard it here. There first. you go. That's right. Well, I heard it. I heard it somewhere else before, but uh, I just was repeating it. But speaking of being champions, you know, basically uh, the reality is is that you know things are really uh, getting good. We now, as of uh, this very moment, we have 307 subscribers to the YouTube channel, which is really good because it was only 305 yesterday. So we got two new subscribers. So people are subscribing. So and I found out something very interesting about YouTube which I did not know. You know, when you watch these uh, YouTube uh, shows that people do on a regular basis, they say, oh, give us the thumbs up and subscribe. You don't know how much that'll help us. And in reality, that really does help you because what it helps you is it, it, when, when somebody gives you a thumbs up, basically YouTube takes their profile, judges it against your profile and sees what they like about it and then sends it out to the other people that would be liking what you have done and that's how it spreads and of course subscribing to the channel gives you the opportunity to know when you go live or when there's a new video but that's how the thumbs up work in case you didn't know it so it really helps your it really helps your demographics and it helps you spread your word a lot quicker when people give you a thumbs up so that's uh, that's that was something interesting facebook we had 45 views of last week's last week's roundtable 45 people viewed it and linkedin we had 65 impressions which is pretty pretty interesting considering when we started it was zero yeah uh, so. <laughs> infallible logic infallible logic and i saw i just went on to youtube so that i could sign in and and subscribe to the channel and give you a thumbs up and i noticed something new when i searched for sound broker what, what was it mike hey jan we can't hear you yeah he, he's muted maybe he's on the phone oh i forgot i'm not muted I'm, I'm having some technical issues today um it just seems that it's really some technical yeah, you, you definitely and, are because you just cut out mid-sentence. Yeah, it, this is not cool uh, what's happening. So let me do this. Uh, let me do Over-modulating. We're having some, well, I'm really having some technical difficulties here today. And I don't know why. Mr. But internet. I don't think it's the internet. on the internet. I, th I, th I think it's, I don't think it's the internet what, 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 where my technical difficulties are coming from, but I think it's some more or less the, the, the new the operating system on the Mac, which I've, which is, you know, which, which is just, uh, I don't understand that didn't happen yeah, last right. week, but, but you can hear me now fine now, right? Right? Yes. You're loud. Yeah. Very loud. Uh, You're very loud. Well, then we can bring it down a little bit. That's not nice, guys. You know, if, if you're going to be, you know, throw some criticism at someone, you should do it in a constructive manner. I think you're 100% correct. I think you should do it in a constructive manner. Now you're manner. too low. Now too low. <laughs> oh, good God. This and, is... I don't, and I don't mean you're short. I just mean you're. Yes, you're I understand. Now it should be perfect. I hope it's perfect now. It's better. Yeah. Is it, could, it go, could, could, it, could it go up a little bit? No, if anything, you'd go down a hair. Okay, there you go. How about that? Is that all right now? Sure, that's perfect. All right, very, very good. You know, I don't have an LU meter on this, uh, you know, so so basically I can't tell what's going on. Uh, let me see. Where else are we? do you run on your Mac? 
Holy cow, it's Ken Newman. Yes, I, I knew Ken Newman was coming in the room today, so we got a lot of motorcycle. Look at that hair. That is yes. magnificent. I've been running trying to make it here in time, but I missed it. Sorry. Now you didn't miss anything. We had technical dis difficulties, so you're, you're, you're right in the, right, right on the, the perfect on. time. Wow. Down the road, full barrel. Look at that. That, that, that marvelous mane. Is... <laughs> yeah, Kenny, I think. I, I read that, um, that um, Barry Manilow had added some more shows here in Vegas. Oh. Well, you know, he's trying to break the Elvis record oh, of how many okay. shows Elvis did at that place or something. So um, he's going to keep going and going forever. We call him the Energizer Bunny, you know? And then the day after he breaks the record, he's done? Probably not. Well, it's probably breaking enough TVs like the Elvis did and shooting them up in the in the, in the Hilton. Uh, yeah, so, the big, uh, the big difference is that I think Elvis sold out all those shows. I'm not sure that Barry Manilow is selling out all those shows. What's that way? Yeah. The Energizer Bunny. Yeah, Duracell. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think so. I think hopefully all the technical b bugs are gone right now, and now we can get back to uh, what's going on. And by the way, I guess if it, if there was going to be technical bugs, this is the perfect month for it to happen because this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and as well as the World Economic Forum Month. So, uh, and along those lines of a story that's broken, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but some Mega Millions players. Uh, they claimed their prizes after the host called out the wrong number. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So are, they, they, they are they suing somebody? Imagine? Yeah, there's there's some lawsuit involved. Oh, I'm sure there's a lawsuit involved in everything. That's but I mean, could you just imagine? Just imagine. You know, there was a there was a really funny. Um, oh, what was that show with the sheriff? The sheriff in in Reno County, uh, Reno nine one one. There is a really funny show, um, an episode of that, and if you haven't seen it, I'll find the link and I'll, I'll send, I'll put it in, I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, what it is is they there was a misprint in the newspaper of the lotto, so everybody thought that they'd won the the lotto, and they went in and they were telling each other what they could do with themselves and how much they hated each other, and then they find out that there was a misprint in the newspaper of the lotto number, and that really happened right now in real life so <clears throat> you you know, you know what an interesting thing i read about this a long time ago that most people when 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 they are when when they are um uh surveyed that they think that the only way that they are going to get out of their financial dilemma is if they win the lottery have you have you heard that that's that's the going news, you know. That's what the, what everybody says. But you know what? I think that's a that's a phrase that can be used to describe many things. In other words, maybe they could sell their house for a lot more than they thought. Maybe they could uh, make me. They could get a dream job that pays twice as much as they thought they were going to get. Who knows? But winning the lottery is the phrase we use to say how we're going to get out of financial debt. Yeah, windfall. Exactly. It's or they could move to Thailand, like. Maybe somebody <laughs> right, and then well, I, then complain about it and need a vacation to Singapore because life in Thailand is so hard. 
Yeah, life in Thailand is not that hard, believe me. But you know, but uh, that's that's for that's that's for the other show that we're creating. And I might as well announce it right now. I'm creating a new show called Ask the Sound Broker. And uh, so basically, the idea is is that I've been doing this now. I've been in the entertainment business for about sixty years. And I'm an entrepreneur, and I have a lot of information that I would like to share with people. So, if you have any questions about business or or uh, the industry itself, or if something about anything that you think that I might have an answer for, well, then we're going to do a show called "Ask the Sound Broker." And as we start getting more developed into that, I'll let you guys know about it. But it's just the it's just getting formatted right now as "Ask the Sound Broker." So uh, I'd love your support on that as well um anyway just wait, going wait, back wait, 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 wait. yeah it's, yeah it's an entire show now yes it's gonna be well it's gonna be a spin-off you know it's like it's you know it's a spin-off of of the round table start a spin-off is you start it with a segment of the existing show and if it's really popular then you spin it off uh i Far be it from me to speak on behalf of all Americans, but you may be overestimating how many people are interested in your opinion. Like a question per show, very likely. Two or three questions per show, possible. An entire show's worth of questions, I don't know. Well, there you have it. The show doesn't have to be very long. It might be just only one question. But we're getting so many questions on the Facebook page that Tina and I were talking about that, and we should probably, we are getting a lot of questions. Of course, I don't have the answers for any of those questions on the Facebook page, but <laughs> it'll give me some time to, give me some time to do Washington. some research. Don't know yeah. either. And, and I'll make up some of the questions, you know? Who's gonna know? Who's gonna know if if, if Joe Domenico from uh, you know from uh, from Portsmouth, Washington, or even if there is a Portsmouth, Washington? Who's gonna know? Nobody. You know, nobody's gonna know. It's like pronouncing my name. You know, I, whatever you uh, want to pronounce, it's go okay with I me. You know. I dare you to say you got a question from Walter Riley in Ottumwa, Iowa. Yeah. Well, I might just have a question from Walter. But <laughs> but you see, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to figure it all out. I even made a logo already, so that, that's cool. It's up on, I, I, and I posted that coming soon, so it's cool. It's cool. But anyway, let's go on to what I was talking about so that we can come back to this. Um, that So regarding the lottery and people winning it, so... The, the organization Robinhood, which is basically, uh, you know, the, uh, the, for the day traders and those people who are doing cryptocurrencies uh, and those trading, um, you know, you could buy a fraction of a share. Robinhood did that. They did a survey of all the recent college graduate. 45% of them said that they would be very confident in career prospects, 33% fairly confident, 18% not confident, 4% they would say terrible prospects of what they're going to do. And I believe right now that people are saying, well, I don't even need a college education anymore because um, what, it's go what's, what, what is a college education going to do for me if I don't want to do something that doesn't have the necessary um, knowledge base that I need a college education? And that's possible as well. But not, not the NBA star Steph Curry. He just graduated from college. And I am sure that tonight at 6 o'clock, 
when they play uh, the Mavericks, he's not going to be thinking about his college uh, graduation. He's going to be thinking, man, I am playing an, in another playoff game for uh, winning another, an, an, another uh, trophy in my trophy case and a ring. So uh, is anybody following the series right now? Well, tonight's the first game. Well, yeah, but the Miami Heat played Boston Celtics, and yeah, uh, they, they won 118 to 107. But it was a good game. Boston came back. They almost won. <clears throat> that was number one. That was the first game. So, you know, that's the series hasn't really began, really. There's well, there you go. Game. I'm following the hockey. And how's that going for you? Uh, it was really good. Uh, the, uh, the Lightning spanked the Panthers last night. So, yeah, we're pretty happy here. Well, very, very good. Well, that's it's wonderful. That's good. You know, this is also Black Hole, uh, you know, Black Hole Week. It's Happy Black Hole Week. Uh, in case you haven't heard that, basically, a lot of things are going on in the space program right now. Um, basically, uh, NASA just released the sound of what they believe that a black hole would sound like for human ears. And we've got the link on that. So if you want to listen to what NASA believes that the sound of a black hole makes uh, for human ears, we, we got that link for you. Also, astronomers announced on Thursday that they had pierced the veil of darkness and the dusk center of our Milky Way, and they were able to capture uh, their first real picture of a black hole. Uh, um, has anybody seen that picture? It's like fascinating. I guess nobody has. No. Well, we're going to post that link too. <laughs> okay, what about this one? that the House panel, the US, U.S. Congress, had a meeting open to the public about UFOs. Did you guys hear any of that? No. When did this happen? Y yesterday. It, the, yeah, it was yesterday, and I watched it live. Yeah, it was interesting and also comical at the same time. Yeah, so, I mean, so they, they have these footages uh, from, um, uh, from actual... Uh, military aircraft and and vessels of objects in the uh, in the sky, you know, going you know super fast, stopping instantaneously, spinning around, going up, going down, and that was what they discussed. Um, what did you get from it? Did you did, did, do you think there are extraterrestrials? Sure. Could be. Yeah. I mean, um, Greg. No, it could be. I. You know, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't. I mean, we, as the human being, uh, the human species is arrogant. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, that, uh, the funny thing about that, if you were watching live, was 70-plus-year-old legislators trying to ask, scientific questions and then the look on their faces when they got the answers you know <laughs> it was great yeah I wonder, crazy. I wonder if that's available for replay anywhere uh, I'm sure it is everything C-SPAN and also you could look it up on YouTube uh, that that the, you know everything ends up on YouTube sooner or later you know 
that's it's it's amazing how much how much how much video is up on YouTube and how fast the video is getting presented up on YouTube. I mean, millions and millions of videos a day, I believe, is what the is what they're up to. So it's pretty crazy, you know. But speaking of black holes and and, and crazy stuff, uh, Twitter and Elon Musk. It looks like Elon Musk has put the kibosh on his uh, 44 million billion dollar deal to take Twitter private. And, you know, I never thought that that was going to happen. I just thought it was one of those things that he that he just came up with a you know a brainstorm in his head that he thought would be a great thing, but the reality is is now he's going to be sued like crazy, and he Wait, has so to sell. Now, stock. So you're saying you're saying it's not happening for sure, for sure. Right now it's on hold. It's on hold. How interesting! I hadn't heard that. Yeah, well, that's why you tune in here, so you that's can right. hear things Get that the you, latest, know, you know. The latest uh, from Jan, right from the horse's mouth. Well, you know, one of the things I do is I follow the news every week for you guys, so that you don't have to. And, you know, and I and and one of the things that I find is that if you watch the news, if you watch the news, cable news, or you read the newspapers, most of the stories are all really super negative. Uh, you know, the war in Ukraine, uh, inflation, uh, COVID, you know, it, and, and the news seems to take a negative twist to it. What I'm trying to do is find the positive stories or the somewhat negative stories and make it a positive twist. And that is, uh, you know, and that's where the mental health week comes in, where we're trying to, you know, stimulate your thought process in a positive manner. Uh, that's why I say the, the hook of the show is it's more rewarding than therapy. You know, we and get to besides, talk about it with like-minded people. That's what uh, that's what what's his name said. Sean, um, Sean, Sean said that. Yeah, Sean yes. said that. Yeah, and I've, I've I've never forgotten it. And we 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 incorporated that in the description of the show. If you it's look good. at the it's invitation, good. you know. And so another thing that's really good is the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved a new test for Alzheimer's disease. And this, is, this test is the first in the vitro diagnostic tool for Alzheimer's to be approved in the United States, measuring amyloid protein levels in the spinal fluid. So that means basically there's a possibility that you can get an early, if you get it diagnosed early enough, that there could be a cure. Uh, and you could you could you could pre prevent yourself from getting deeper into the hole with Alzheimer's, you know. So that's a good. Do you thing. think? Do you think that's a reality in our lifetime, Jan? Like, for example, would you? Is this something you or I could get a test now and then fall through if we tested that? Yes, you're going to have Alzheimer's. Then we could get some kind of treatment. You think that's a now thing, or you think that's a ten, twenty years from now kind of thing? And you see, Mike, you were worried about Ask the Sound Broker. Here we go. We've got Ask the Sound Broker right now. A question about that I have no idea about the answer, but I'm going to wing it anyway. So here you go. Yeah, I believe that it is going to be in our lifetime. I believe it absolutely so is going to be You're going to sign lifetime. up for that test then? You're going to sign up for that test? I don't really think I have a problem with Alzheimer's. Uh, you know, my memory is pretty good. Every once in a while, though, I will forget a word that, you know, but it's not a common word. I'm not going to be look like, oh, that's good. I'll remember that's good. But when I start to think about, you know, um, words that are not used on a regular basis that I want to describe something, sometimes I find that to be difficult. And also when I'm thinking about uh, concepts or things that I remember, like for example, Reno 911. I couldn't remember the name of the title right away, but it did come to me. So I'm not really so worried. Names, about names are not uh, slower to come to you than they used to be. 
I've never been good with names or faces for that matter. Uh, you know, it's like one of those things. And especially when you have a little more, um, you see, and that's where the word comes in, you know, where, where, where I'm more, more known than not known. And because Soundbroker is, you know, such a big entity in the industry, uh, a lot of people go to my website, I mean, 25,000 plus a day. And so they think that they know me. And when I go out to a trade show or something like that, they'll come up to me and they'll say hello and whatever. Oh, yeah, I remember you. You remember me from 15 years ago. And I don't remember them at all from 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I don't mean that. I just mean that I know personally that I have noticed a, uh, a lack of ability to remember even celebrities names i'll go oh who's that singer again you know and somebody that 10 years ago i would remember perfectly but now it's like i'm i'm reaching for those names that's all i'm saying well let's put it up to the room does anybody else have that problem define celebrity yeah there you go somebody that I everybody has saying. heard of somebody is, that everybody has heard of that you know is a famous person yeah, or maybe like if I said Olivia Olivia Rodrigo, huh? you know who that is? I do know who that is. She like, has that song "Happier," which for some reason I don't know why I really like it, but I really happen to Ken like Newman, that song if you a lot. Had a teenage daughter, I assure you, you would know who Olivia Rodrigo is. Okay, and especially if you had a teenage daughter who knew you were in show business, working a show in Vegas, and wanted tickets to the Olivia Rodrigo concert at the Chelsea tomorrow night, you would absolutely know who Olivia Rodrigo is in spades. Well, I'm curious that's... to know how many seats is in the Chelsea. I don't know. Aha, see, so maybe you should get that Alzheimer's test. That's, maybe, uh... maybe that's a question for Ask the Sound Broker. <laughs> yeah, well, all right, but, so. But back to I... Ask the Sound Broker, by the way. In my defense, as to my yes. assessment of the viability of the concept, I assumed you would be fielding questions about, oh, I don't know, audio gear, selling of audio gear, not, you know, like, hey, you know, how many stars are there in the Milky Way? Like, clearly, I wouldn't expect you to know the answer to that. But if we can ask questions that we don't expect you to know the answer to, heck, you could have a three-hour show. Hey, you, you know, you know, that's right. I can, I can. It's okay. But I do know the answer of how many stars are in the Milky Way. And I'm going to quote Carl Sagan when I say billions, billions and billions. And billions. <laughs> but I tell you something I do know. I do know this, that Barbie unveiled a new doll with hearing aids for you guys like you. Uh, Barbie is releasing a new collection of dolls that aims to represent more children, including first Barbie behind the ear hearing aids. <laughs> There's also a Barbie with a prosthetic leg and a Ken doll with vitiligo. Now, does anybody know what vitiligo is? I, I see. Now, this is where your memory goes. I actually looked it up, and I can't remember what it is. But it's a, actually it's a it's a skin pigment thing. Right, could you believe it? And they're going to be selling in Target and Walmart's for nine ninety nine starting this June. So isn't there that, you go. Isn't that the skin uh, thing that uh, Michael Jackson claimed to have? Vitiligo yes, or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. it's yep. vitiligo. Yeah, vitiligo. There you go. So, uh, you know, ask the sound broker on, on how to pronounce the words correctly. That's oh, yeah. you're not going to get the answer for. You know? Yeah, but I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, that, that there's going to be a Barbie with a hearing aid, you know? I think, I think it's cooler that there's going to be a test for Alzheimer's and you can anticipate that you're going to get it. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, I just wonder if, you know, um, well, there's a, you know, Barbie with, you know, breast implants, I guess, you know, as, you know, as she gets older, if she needs a year. Do they lead, call her the reality Barbie? Barbie? They call her like real world Barbie instead of fake world Barbie? Uh, that's so funny, you know. Uh, and, you know, you got to be careful. Vitiligo or Vitilo. How do you pronounce it, Tina? Vitiligo. Yeah, the first thing when I read it, I read it really fast, and I thought, Ken with Viagra. I said, whoa, that can't be for kids. You know, and then I realized I read it wrong. <laughs> you just crack yourself up, John Jan. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. So, so let's talk about something else. Like, let's, ha let's talk about this guy that landed the plane in Florida. Hey, could you believe that? That, I mean, that is the story that? of the month. That is that is. Incredible! That is amazing. I, mean, I want to know so much more about that. You know, I want to know everything about it. I want to know what happened every second from the time they realized that the pilot was incapacitated. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Gravity did most of the work. What? Are you kidding me? Hold on a second. Did you see the interview, Mike? I mean, taking the plane, taking off. That would be impressive. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> did you see the interview, Mike? The interview. Yeah with him on the day show here's what he said something along the lines of when i got up to the front of the plane all i saw was the ocean out the right window and it was coming fast take that as a starting point and try to run with that if you're not if you don't know how to fly a plane i wouldn't have the foggiest idea what to do but he had the calm cool and collected approach to well, uh, gradually pull back on the whatever it's called right well, gradually what kind pull of plane was it cessna, cessna single engine is all they say so Cessna what, how, 208. Okay, so I don't know what that is, but uh, all, all I know is... Four-seater. Okay. All I know is he had the presence of mind to gradually pull back so that he would gradually level it off and turn it to the left so that it wasn't going into the ocean. You know, all these things he did gradually and carefully and methodically. He tested, you know, he, he kind of like learned how to fly the plane while it was flying kind of thing. It's just incredible if you ask me. I'm sorry if you think to the contrary, but I just think he that guy was a really superstar for being so comical and collected, that's all. I assure you, Ken, you could have done it in your sleep. Yeah. I, I'm well, I assure you there's no way I would have done that. I would have been in the, in the water. ride a motorcycle. I, I assure you, you can fly a plane. I, I, the thing is, think about the pressure. Okay, think about put yourself in that situation. You're flying. You're flying back from the Bahamas where you did some fishing. You're just out for a you know leisurely uh, you know flight with your friend and the, and the pilot, and that's the only people in the plane. And all of a sudden, you realize, hey, the pilot isn't responding. Hey, pilot, you know nothing. He's not responding at all. And then you go, wow, look at that. We are nose diving. We are on a dive right into the ocean. And then take it from there and to land it. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, he had a lot of good direction, and he had a little a lot of help. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't discount that. But the point is, that guy had was really calm, cool, and collected. And I would like to know way more about it. Like, what what was his friend doing while he was jumping up to the into into the cockpit and trying to take over the plane? What were in a in a single engine Cessna? Are there really two seats, pilot and copilot? You know. All these, I have all these questions about what they did. He said something in the interview about moving the pilot towards the back of the plane, and then they, you know, they just laid him there. And so, how do you move somebody? I mean, that's not easy to move 150 pounds of dead weight from the 
pilot's chair while you're flying, by the way, to you know, really? to behind it's been the pilot seat. A long seat. time since you dated some girl from college, because moving 150 pounds dead weight is not that big a deal. Oh my gosh! Really? I don't know. All right. We're gonna make believe we didn't hear that comment. That's for sure. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? Trying to say that you 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 know, like that? I would have I would have like moved a girl that was drunk. Out. She, she passed out. Passenger seat. You gotta carry her inside. You can't leave her in the car all night. Uh, yeah, All sure. I could say is you should be glad you're not famous. Otherwise, there'd be lawsuits right now. You and Johnny Depp would be on the same uh, <laughs> same docket. You know. Anyway, I just I just thought that I know that pretty, about that. Pretty cool. I will say, uh, I will cool say I was mistaken. A Cessna 208 is not a four-seater. It's about a 14-seater. That's what the picture showed. The yeah, picture showed a, a plane with plane. about about five or six windows on each side. You know. But I assure you, you can fly it. Uh, you know, yeah, the you thing is, so, is by the wow. way, the, the, the easiest thing to do is take off a plane because the, it, it's just a matter of uh, speed. speed. When a plane gets up to 80 miles an hour, it'll, it'll start lifting up. That's, it's just uh, aerodynamics of, of the, 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 wind, the wind going under the shaking his, He's shaking his head, Jan. Jan, Jan, he's shaking his head. That's not true? Well, oh, I, it is absolutely I mean, true. Theoretically, getting it up in the air two or three feet, yes, aerodynamics do that. Getting it to continue to climb and not immediately plummet back to earth, that is not easy. Okay. Well, well you know, the... I've been practicing with all these simulators. I am pretty sure oh, that oh, I could do oh, it. Never mind. Ask the sound. Plus, I've already flown. Yeah. It's really, it, it's actually, I've actually taken flying lessons. And really, that's the easiest part the of flying is well, taking the plane off. should not have called the air traffic control tower. He should have called Jan. Well, actually, I'm glad he did. But you know what? This guy now has a new career. He's going to be traveling the country, giving uh, you know talks about his experience, and people are just loving to hear. Plus, for I real? hear that for he real? also is that got... really happening? Because I'll buy a ticket to hear that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if I was an agent, if I was with well, CIA, if, yeah, if, 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 uh, something tells me that guy is so mellow and cool, calm and cool, he's only interested in staying home with his wife and having their baby. She's about to give birth any time now, you know? And, and he does, what, flooring or something, you know? He's some, some handyman type, you know, construction. Are you joking, man? He could be making $50,000 yeah, yeah. a meeting right now. He yeah, could be, it, you know, just he's like... Just telling about his experience, right? Just if talking about his experience. About to give birth, she's going to tell him, look, honey, you're going to go talk to the Kiwanis Club and the Rotary Club, and if it goes well, then we're getting an agent, and you're hitting the tour. Because Sully doesn't do too I, many speaking engagements anymore. He's kind of happy. This guy's the new Sully. You're right. You're right. He has, That's right. He has his new government thing, his new government appointment. So this is yes. Sully has been appointed to government? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, President Biden appointed him to – I'll look it up. Or Tina's already looking it up, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> – I also heard that he's already been offered a scholarship now to the Sully Sullenberg School of Flying. Uh, so oh, that's he's nice. going to, yeah, nice. you know, but uh, uh, I just made that I up. just was really, really, very, very much impressed with his calm, cool, and collectiveness. What that called, there's a word for that, I'm sure, with his, you know, his composure. His, his composure was off, off the charts, you know? And then he said yeah, when, absolutely. When, he, when he got on, when he got, when he landed, and stopped the plane. That's when he broke down. He said, but during the whole experience, he was to totally calm, cool, and collected. I would love to hear more of, about that interview. You know. That's well, I'm sure unusual. you will. Uh, adrenaline dump is what he experienced. 
he didn't even realize it, but he was all wound up on adrenaline. And as soon as there was no need for the adrenaline, he probably, I don't know about probably, but it would not surprise me if he phys- if he got physically ill. Well, I crashed, basically. Physically crashed, right? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, like very, an very impressive. Your engineer to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> it makes you well, wonder. Yeah. And if you if you pass out, is there going to be a, a brave soul who's going to step in and guide that show to the, the, the finale? There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> they yeah. will. They will just pull the faders down to nothing. Other go. Sorry, the show's over. Oh, you don't have it that automated where it runs by itself? Unbelievable. No. You just don't tell people about it. There's no autopilot on that thing. I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm there, Ken. Don't worry about it. I got your back. Oh, okay, if you're there, okay, cool. Yep. Not a problem. I'll call well, speaking Kirk. speaking about flying, I hear that this Memorial Day is going to be off the hook, busy. It's going to be crazy busy. I don't know if anybody's planning on flying, but airlines' performance dipped in quality. Um, basically, more baggage was mishandled, and more passengers with book tickets were bumped from their flights this year than ever before. And uh, that's that's crazy, but this this you know this this week, this week um, or Memorial Day is going to be more flying than ever before, or it's gonna it's gonna be huge. Uh, it's gonna be absolutely huge. Um, on um, so is anybody planning on flying anywhere for Memorial Day? What what what's the date of Memorial Day? Like the twenty something of May? I thought 30th. it was the last the thirtieth. I always thought it was 30th. the last. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just I thought... flew this past weekend, Jen, and uh, you know I flew I flew out to La La Land and then back to Florida in seventy two hour turnaround, and actually it was pretty good. But yeah, then again, too, I was coming back on the red eye, so you mm-hmm. know I slept through most of it. <laughs> Mike Brown, you you flew too. What was it like? Um, the flights themselves were fine. I had no problem with any of them. Um, the challenge is Nashville is does not have a great flight selection, in my opinion. And I get it. I'm a little spoiled because I live in Vegas, and uh, you know I can go to Harry Reid Airport right now, and I don't care where I'm going. There's a flight going there sometime in the next two or three hours, um, four at the most. Um, so, but but that was the challenge with Nashville was getting there easily. Very few non-stops, and um, I, 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 I took my top uh, tech with me, um, and, and we flew separately uh, just in case one of us was delayed, you know, significantly delayed or something like that. The other one would at least be on time and could get things going because we landed Monday, load-in was Tuesday, show was Wednesday. So we couldn't afford for both of us to not show up, say, you know, till late Monday night or early Tuesday morning. That would have been a disaster, so... I gave him the non-stops. I took the connectors. Um, so, yeah, but it was fine. The flights themselves were fine. Leaving Nashville, we were about a half hour late, but that was because the inbound, excuse me, the inbound flight was about a half hour late. And we made it yeah. up in the air. So. What, were, what were the prices like? Astronomical. Uh, yeah, that's last, what I heard. Last October, you may recall, I flew to Nashville to do a little scouting. Then I flew to Orlando from Nashville to go to Infocom. And then I flew back to Vegas. It was a three-way trip. I don't recall exactly, but it was somewhere around $410 all in for that trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, taxes, fees, everything. 
this one, both round trips were close to a thousand. Just wow. going back. And and now what about rent a car? Do you have to rent a car? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's about the same. It's it's I usually uh, spend more on the insurance than I spend on the car because I rent. I always rent weekly and then just turn it in early if it's not a full week. Um, so I rented a minivan. And minivans are unpopular too, so they tend to be a really good deal. Um, so I rented a minivan. I think it was like 450 bucks for the week. Just, I thought, you know, pretty reasonable. It's about right. But the airfare, the airfare was surprising. That one definitely went over budget. Let me see if we just got a new tip here. Number one, rent by the week and bring it in early. You save money. And two, rent a minivan. Is that correct? Those are the good tips. Yep. The, the generally speaking, the only car that'll be cheaper than the minivan is the egg car. The little, you know, two or four door hatchback that's got like a three cylinder engine. That's usually the only and, and they don't have very many of those right now because they're all worn out. Um, even your your compact sedan, you know, your Nissan Maxima Toyota Camry sized sedan is generally going to be more than the minivan. And the minivan's mm -hmm. way so, more comfortable. So tell me, tell me more about the rent by the week and return it in early. What happened? What are you trying? Is that a bargain or is that just a well, thing I, you I, do? Well, I pay. I re I reserve it for the whole week, and when I return it, instead of the daily rate, they prorate it. They divide it by seven times the number of days I had it, and the daily the the, the one seventh of the weekly rate is usually lower than the daily rate. Uh, I see. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. That's interesting, definitely interesting. that's definitely a tip then. So maybe there you go. We, we've got a tip. Ask the Mike Brown caller, not ask the sound. Ask is it Ask Cavlo? Ask Cavlo. Unbelievable. My own show is taken from me. All right, buy another ask cap. You know. Anyway, so what about what about gasoline when you rent the cars? What do you do? Do you do you take out a policy where you bring the car back empty, or do you fill up the tank? Fill up the tank. It's, you, sometimes he's you nodding. He's nodding gas. like as if you bring so it back it's empty. So it's better to just fill the tank because you know. No, I, I fill the tank that. because I rarely use that much gas. I'm usually airport to the site. Couple of trips, you know, maybe you know, go grab dinner one night um, for our exhibitors if they're returning their the stuff from their booth via UPS or FedEx we will we provide the service where we will drop it off for them so they don't have to you know call an uber or whatever to go find the fedex drop-off point or you know ups store or whatever we take care of that for them so like even in nashville you know the show was in franklin which is a good 20 minute drive from the airport with no traffic with traffic it could be 40 45 minutes um even with that and running around on my way back to the airport we barely used a quarter tank. So, so when do you make a decision whether it's better to use Uber, Lyft, or rent a car? I am not a rideshare fan in the first place. Uh, I am much more likely to use a taxi. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've flown home from somewhere. As I'm leaving the airport, I'll see the taxi line, right? And the taxi line has maybe you know, even for a busy convention week, maybe there's 60, 70 people in the taxi line, but they queue up 30 taxis at a time. So about every two minutes or so, three minutes maybe, 
30 taxis leave and they're replaced by 30 empty taxis. Then you cross the bridge and you go by where the uh, uh, ride share people are picked up and there'll be 400, 500 people there all milling around trying to find the black Toyota Corolla that you know they, they need to look for. Because it's not, it's not organized in any way. There's no attendant like saying, okay, Susie, I'm looking for Susie, you know, none of that. It's, it's a disaster. So I will use Rideshare. Uh, like I had an appointment in LA about a month ago. Um, yeah, April 15th on tax day. And I flew into Burbank and I used Rideshare to get all the way into LA because uh, that's going to be cheaper than a taxi. So that's, I guess that answers your question. That's how I do it. Well, they, so, uh, so your basic premise for avoiding rideshare is that it's uh, usually more tedious than uh, than a ta than get a thing, getting a taxi. Is that it? Yeah, more tedious, and I find taxi drivers, since they that's all they do day in and day out. They tend to know the town a little bit better uh, where I'm at. So if I say I'm in a hurry, they probably know a couple shortcuts, and you know maybe duck through an alley here or there, and next thing you know. What about what about paying for a taxi? I haven't taken a taxi in so many years. Uh, I, one of the things that I find very convenient about the Uber or Lyft is that I can just pay for it on my phone, and my car, my card information is stored, and so forth. Is there same thing for taxis these days, or what do you do? No, you're still sticking. There's still a little, you know, credit card processing gizmo in the back of the front seat, and you're, you know, tapping it or chipping it or swiping it, whatever your card allows. Actually, I read something. I read something, and I believe that it's in Las Vegas where the taxis are now, uh, in or maybe New York, uh, that they're in. They're now in cahoots with Lyft and Uber, and the, you can use uh, a taxi uh, by using the Lyft or U Uber app and get a taxi. I believe. In other and, words, taxi drivers have become Uber drivers, sort of, huh? It seems that way to me. And by the way, you know, the other thing that Mike doesn't like to do, he doesn't, with, with the ride sharing, he hates to be in competition with Susie because, uh, you know, Susie will take the better car. You know, she'll get the Corolla and he'll get the egg car, you know, not so he doesn't do that. Mike, but, is it possible that some of your aversion to ride share is that your entire youth you were told not to ever get into a car with a stranger? <laughs> Actually, I know his parents, and they encouraged him to get in the car with the strangers. You know, that's it. <laughs> By the way, did you hear, there was this woman here, this, listen to this, it was a 76-year-old woman here in Thailand that stayed at a hotel. She left the hotel, walked, she had, I guess she had Alzheimer's. She walked out of the hotel, and she was missing for seven days, but they actually found her alive in the mountains. Somehow she had walked into the mountains and got lost, and for seven days she was, you know, living in the mountains. And uh, she came back fine, healthy, unbelievable. Um, but... Having said that, and going back to the ride sharing, I was speaking to my cousin who lives up in San Francisco, and he tells me that he just paid $6.35 for gasoline. And what is it like right now in your areas? I mean, I hear that gasoline has hit record prices, he, and it's he not going to probably he got go it down. That, he got it that cheaply, huh? Six thirty-five. that's pretty cheap, right? I, well, well, I don't, I don't think so. When I, left, when I left the United States, I paid two seventy-five for gas. I just had a few. How long have you been there, Jan? Two seventy-five since oh, July. <laughs> yeah, July of what year? Yeah. July of last year. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's I don't know. It's uh, four ninety five here in in Florida. So I it's mean, an, a dollar a dollar more in L.A. I mean, wait, I, I don't know if you are you talking about regular or medium or high tests. Just regular. I mean, oh, high, high test. Tests, yeah, you're paying you're paying over five bucks. You know, you're paying. So you know. so I I have to get uh, the medium grade for my cars, and so it's uh, it's high fives is what right. it is. 590 yeah. or so five nine, and that's if i get the discount with my 76 card and stuff so um it's it can be easily 620 630 yeah the average i just read the article about the inflation is is it rose in april but it's slowing down and last month's cpi was a 8.3 percent up 8.3 percent staying near a 40 year old uh 40 year high but it was the first time in eight months that inflation cooled down over month to month so the core inflation includes uh, it's excluding fuel and food prices increased by 0.6 percent from march but it is going down and from what i understand ask the sound broker from what i understand uh basically things are going to be like this till october and then in october everything's going to start to come back to normal so by the time we get into october you're going to see all prices go down there's going to be plenty of things that we're missing right now available again so it's going to life is going to go back to what it used to be like and a normalcy uh but what's, right now it's kind of crazy what's, what's going to happen in october that's going to cause you guarantee that, that? Well, I'd like to guarantee that right now, um, you know, but I will say this one one last thing is, which is this is, re you know, like when I say normalcy right now, the number one company, the number one wealthiest company in the world is Saudi Aramco, which is which surpassed Apple for the for the first time in a long time. And that's because of the price of gasoline. So it went up now uh, that, you know, what is it? Two point three seven trillion uh, where Apple's trading on Wednesday now. I mean, it's two. It's funny how an oil company can become the wealthiest company in the world by manipulating the price of the product they sell. Yeah, because you, everybody needs it. I mean, you don't need an Apple computer. It's you nice want, to have. If you want gas, or, or for Wayne, diesel prices to go down, it's very simple. Saudi Aramco has to open the tap. That's what they got to do. And they're they see no value in doing that at the moment. Yeah. Well, they got all of their they got all of this oil because of a, a meteor that hit the planet, you know, and killed all the dinosaurs. And now they found listen to this. If you have the, a fragment of the asteroid that killed off the dinosaurs may have been found that hit the earth 66 million years ago uh, in a, encased in amber. And the fragment of the asteroid that hit the earth and killed off the dinosaur is they're they're testing it right now, but they believe that they found that. Um, somebody's got their mic open and doing some typing. I think let me mute you over there. Uh, so basically, that's isn't that cool? I mean, that they found dinosaurs, and I wonder if it's going to be like Jurassic Park, where they're going to pull the uh, DNA from it and build their own dinosaurs. I don't know. Hope Speaking not. of which, did I hear that there's a new uh, Jurassic Park coming out sometime? There is. It comes June twenty seventh. I think. More importantly, about that title tap coming out. Who cares? Right, everybody's trying to keep up with Top Gun, is what I heard. 
Yeah, Top Gun and, and Avatar, the new Avatar is going to come out for Christmas, which looks really spectacular. If you haven't seen the trailers, that's on YouTube. Maverick is going to crush the summer. That looks, I saw, the, I, I've been watching the YouTube videos on that. And actually, I believe Tom Cruise is actually flying a jet, an F-18. Uh, I just can't believe that, that, that's, that, and the actors, they taught the actors how to fly the jets. I don't really know how it is, but they actually have these, these cameras in the cockpit, like six, seven, eight cameras that they're the size of like a, um, I don't know, a small box, like about that big. And they're yeah, mostly, they're, uh, they're mostly red. And that's going to be amazing footage when you see it on the big screen. That's going to be a movie that you're going to definitely want to see in the big screen. It's By the way, how much help the U.S. Navy will give you when your movie makes them look good. Yeah, I guess it I would heard, be. I heard, that, just, I heard that Tom Cruise said that that movie is never going to be on streaming. Uh, well, if it's on Paramount, it's going to be streaming 65 days later or 45 days later. And that's a fact because that's that's their policy. Uh, every movie that they put out is streaming 45 days later on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, I'm not sure if Top Gun is on Paramount+, Plus, but that's part of the package that they're selling. So they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't be advertising that aspect of buying Paramount+, Plus if they're not going to do it. And I believe that Top Gun is a Paramount picture. Isn't that correct? Somebody wanted to Google it. Well, it's own, definitely a Paramount picture. Research, yeah, it's like definitely I said. a Paramount picture. Oh, no, so the, what, 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 what Tom Cruise said was that that Maverick would never debut as a streaming service in his contract. Yeah, I didn't see the word debut in the article I saw yeah, in the headline. In his I saw, contract, yeah, yeah. he put that the movie must have a cinematic, you know, a theatrical release of it. I think it's at least two weeks, if I recall correctly, before it could move to stream. Well, right. here, so so here's here's the there's two headlines right next to each other here. Variety, the headline says, and I quote: Tom Cruise says he wouldn't allow Top Gun Maverick to debut on streaming. Right next to that, on AV Club, this headline is: Tom Cruise was never in quotes going to let Top Gun Maverick go to streaming. Well, just remember, if you haven't read it anywhere else, you've heard it here first. That's what I will say about that. So. Well, unless you have a constellation, uh, Meyer constellation at home, do not, you know, stream the damn thing. You know, go to the theater, buy the popcorn. Yeah. Now, the theater is a, the, the, you know, I saw Doctor Strange. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but, you know, it, I don't know how many millions, hundreds of millions it costs to do all the graphics and the CGI and that. But I will tell you that it's such a value when you go to, see, you, you go buy a ticket and you can see that kind of LSD driven images on the screen that you, you know, your brain, most people's brains could never come up with that kind of imagery. And it is spectacular. Of course, the plot line is horrible. Uh, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but to see that imagery is beyond off the, off, 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 off the shelf. I mean, it's crazy imagery and I recommend it. You got to see it on a big screen. It won't do the same justice on a small screen, uh, you know, just to see it an Atmos sound. It's just spectacular. But yeah, don't I'm, go there I'm thinking that you're going to see the plot. I, I have a, I have a decent, you know, my living room isn't very big. I have 5.1, a decent 5.1 system. I have a 4K TV. 
uh, I would never in a million years think of seeing either Jurassic Park or Maverick at home first. There's no way. It just doesn't compare. I love, I love going to the theater. I love movie theaters. During the pandemic, that was probably the thing I missed the most. Was going to the theater yeah. on a Sunday night when there's like two other people there, and catching a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, I it, the, the movies is twenty seventh. You know, I'm going. Oh, I won't see it then, though. I hate crowds, so I'll wait a week. Yeah. Oh no, you I go mean, to the early morning. You know, when everybody's at work, take the no, early no, no, morning. No, this is show. this is Vegas. Oh well, yeah. You yeah, historically speaking, whenever a big movie comes out like that, I I take my staff to the movies. You know, we've done that a few times. Uh, where we'll take the day off and we'll go. Well, I used to have bigger staff, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Dean and I've gone to the movies. So magnanimous! I took the whole staff to the movies. Yeah, and 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 I let them have popcorn with butter. I mean, really unbelievable. Every you know, one of them. every well, single well, popcorn kernel. For what it's worth, they actually debuted um, that movie at the CinemaCon thing in Vegas. So I just missed it by that much because I didn't know they were showing it. Otherwise, I would have shown up early to watch it. It was, yeah, it was critics only. Well, Uh, it was the people in the room, but the the movie theater on. No, movie theater owners. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, and and some film critics and stuff. But as I heard it, it was a surprise. Oh, it was a surprise, really? Yeah, okay. like they were like, hey, come on in for a screening. We have got something to show you real quick. Oh, yeah. And then they said, oh, by the way, we're going to show you the whole movie. It's Maverick. Sit back. Yeah, right. So they did show the whole movie. I thought it was only I, I thought it was only outtakes from the movie. They definitely Fire showed movie. the whole movie because uh, Steve Olicker was big on that. And I, I got there right after they finished, and I was like, oh, I missed it. I could have just shown up early and I would have seen it. would have loved to have yeah. seen it. But he said it was spectacular. I, I read three different reviews or, or, or reviews from three different critics, all of whom said they were amazed, not just at the action, because the action was was way better than even they expected, um, but also the depth of the story. All three of them said they cried during parts of the movie. Um, they said it was a not just the summer blockbuster, traditional, you know, shoot them up, lots of action, but they said it's a genuinely good movie. Well, and Tom Cruise is pretty good in good movies. I mean, he's also got a Mission Impossible coming out as well, where he actually learned how to fly a helicopter for this movie, uh, which supposedly is 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 breathtaking. I've seen some of the outtakes, and it's pretty breathtaking of what you know he, of of what it is. That guy will stop at nothing. Thing. He's an amazing person. I think you know he will stop at nothing. And then that that article that I put the link to. One of the he- one of the uh, parts of the headline says why he does his own stunts. So I guess he does a lot of his own stunts also. Yeah, he must have ha- he must have a hard time getting insurance for that kind he of stuff. Does, uh, he does he does almost all of his own stunts. As a matter of fact, in which Mission Impossible was it, Greg? The one where he hurt his ankle. The one that's coming out. No, 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 no. This this one that was already out a couple years ago. Actually. Oh, okay. Where where out. he jumped across the building and he was supposed yeah. to yeah. He yeah. jumps from one building to another, barely makes it, severely injures his ankle in the process, and keeps and that running. Runs. Yeah. And so in the movie, when you see him limping, because he barely made the jump, he really it's totally is real. Yeah. And so did that you? Scene was over. They had to shut down production for six weeks until he healed. 
Yeah. Did you did you see the like the making of that film of, of that scene where you can see the cameraman? The cameraman is almost as spectacular as Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah there's some you know. You work on a Tom Cruise film, you're you're going to elevate your game somehow, some way. Yeah, that's exactly. right. During impressive. during COVID, he he rented a, a cruise ship, you know, and that was their bubble. Yeah. Well, and it's so good to have that kind of money. That's all I could say. It's good to have Tom Cruise kind of money. That's about that's about it, you know. And speaking of upping our game and uh, just the you know seeing we're all in the music business, did anybody happen to catch the Billboard Music Awards? Uh, that was in Las Vegas, I believe, right? Did anybody catch well, I, that? I, I watched I part not. of it, but I, I couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't yeah. stomach most of it. Olivia, bless, by the uh, way, Tony uh, Bennett, though. You know. yeah, what about Tony Bennett? Uh, Tony Bennett and Gaga won, a, won an award for their duet. And, but uh, he wasn't there, was he? Uh, I doubt I it. didn't see. No, uh, no, no, Gaga was there. Yeah, yeah, he is. Last I read, he's done with public appearances. Good for him. Yeah. Well, anyway, the top winner was Drake. He was the top artist. Uh, the top new artist was Olivia Rodrigo. So, you, you know, at the Chelsea Theater, she has got the Billboard Music Award. Uh, top male artist was Drake. Top female artist, uh, let's see, I told you, the top duo was BTS. Um, let's see, Taylor Swift won the top 200 artists. Uh, top 100 was Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, she won a lot. Top streaming songs was Olivia uh, BTS uh, won top sales. Uh, let's see. Wow. Uh, Olivia also won top radio song artist. And she won the top uh, Global 200 artist. Ed Sheeran who, won. Who, what, what I want to know is who decides or who votes on this? Billboard executives? Fans? Who, who is it that oh, decides the, who I wins? I thought the Billboard Awards were fan-driven. I think it's more by record store and airplay. I think that's what it is. I'm not 100% sure. I get confused with that. But uh, Doja Cat also won. As we speak. So we got the link if you want to know if you want to know who who did what and where. We got the link of uh, the Billboard Awards on there for you guys as well. And the last story that I want to bring up, even though I have more stories than we can cover today, has to do with a fan suing well actually it's going to be the second story i don't know if you heard this because this is really a cool story an indian couple is suing their only son for not giving them a grandchild <laughs> so people will sue anything for anybody for anyone anywhere anytime any place but could you believe that if a, 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 a parents are suing their son for not giving them a grandchild which is crazy talk in my, my, in my opinion but that is actually happening right now in India but the story that talking about lawsuits is there's a fan that sued the New York Giants and the New York Jets for six billion dollars demanding that both teams leave New Jersey immediately and start playing home games in New York. <laughs> or change their name to the New Jersey Giants and the New Jersey Jets, huh? Well, I would think that, you know, I don't see where it says anywhere, or I don't know where it says anywhere, that you have to have the name of the title of the team has to be that of the city that, you know, it has to be a city that they're playing oh. Oh, it's deceiving. It's like the L.A. What, who, what about the uh, 
angels, the uh, L- angels. What are they called? Yeah, the Anaheim angels. Here, the California LA angels. Yeah, they are. They're called the Anaheim angels. Yeah, well, that, okay, that's good. But I seem to remember at one point they were called something else, and it was re- more closely related to L.A. or something. I believe they were. But anyway, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. And so the the lawsuit is capitalizing or trying to capitalize on that thing, that the name of the team should be the name of where they play, not near where they play. Yeah, I, I, I don't know myself how I feel about that. Um, you know, I like the fact that, you know, that it is the New York Giants. I don't really care too much about the Jets. I, they can go wherever they want. But basically, the fan is saying, you got to move back to New York. You know, I, I, I want to see you. I was deceived because your name is New York Giants. I thought you were playing in New York. I didn't want to go to New Jersey to see you. I, I'm, sure their, <laughs> I'm sure their defense would be, it is the New York metropolitan area. And like, That's exactly just like correct. the airports are called the New York airports, even though not all of them are in New York, you know what I mean? Well, I yeah, LaGuardia is in New York. Airport, well, all New of them are for Newark, yeah. yeah. Oh, what was that, Greg? I wouldn't call New York, uh, I mean, Newark Air- Airport a New York airport. I avoid Newark, oh gosh, since the 80s. Yeah, like why? Why is that? It's the best, man. Why, why do you avoid that? The, Me? The, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man! Have you? Uh, when was the last time you were at uh, uh, at Newark? I flew. I flew there there two weeks ago. Why? Oh my goodness! Listen, well, if you if, if, if you've ever flown if you've airport. ever flown through there, um, uh, internationally, yeah. I don't care whether you got clear or or, or global uh, global entry. You know, you're waiting two and a half hours. Granted, it's better than Laguardia. You know, give me JFK every day. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. What I, here what I'm what I'm what I like about uh, Newark is the proximity to Manhattan without being in Manhattan, and I like the fact that it's uh, well, it's where I grew up, so it's familiar to me, right? Uh-oh. And then and then and so then I hit the New uh, they, and the, bug. I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, right. And the schedule the schedules into and out of New York are usually pretty good. Anyway, and JFK is just so far out there on the island. It's like, oh my God, where are we going? You know. Yeah, I, I grew say. up right around JFK. I drew. I grew up on the other side of Jamaica Bay, where 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 JFK is. And yeah, you're right. Uh, Newark Airport. It's much quicker to get to Manhattan uh, by car or transport. I believe they even have a train there now. That oh you yeah, right to I, can, I, so I can figure really out the train from from Newark from, from Newark Airport to Manhattan. I can figure out the train. It's awesome. Yeah, it's very fast. Whereas from uh, we're from JFK, which is out, it's actually in Queens. JFK is in Queens, not Long Island. Uh, that you could get to Manhattan, it takes about uh, forty-five minutes to an hour. Whereas uh, from Newark, it's much faster. It's a fifteen or twenty-minute ride, even with traffic. You know, just going not to, not to mention the cost. Just... If you're if you're Ubering from from Newark versus Ubering from JFK into Manhattan, it's like double the price. JFK. Well, there you go. You person I know thinks Newark is an armpit of an airport, and they only use Newark because of everything else outweighs it: the convenience, the proximity, the flight selection. Everybody uses it. Yeah, Laguardia has been Laguardia, which is also closer to New York, uh, but but. That that is really uh, unless they've done some remodeling, which I heard that they were thinking they about have, doing. It. They definitely have. I've heard it's really uh, really nice now. But of course, it's not that large though. Is is Newark still under construction? 
I've never flown into Newark where it wasn't being where there wasn't major remodeling going on. I, I just flew through there a couple weeks ago and I don't remember seeing construction, but that doesn't it mean like they it, it wasn't there. One end. They take about six years to get to the other end. And then they just start over again at the other end. Yeah, just like painting a bridge, like painting a bridge. Working their way this way again. So, Michael, before we say goodbye to everybody uh, that's been watching us on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and wherever we have it. uh, By the way, um, sorry about the technical difficulties we had. So we started a little bit late. But uh, so, you know, hopefully next week we won't have those difficulties. Um, And I want to remind you that next week will be our 106th meeting uh but i'm curious to know they changed the name from mccarran to harry reed did anything else change at the uh, las vegas airport no nope. I, I don't know how is this week 104th and next week is 106th oh 105th did i say 106th yeah because i'm you know because what happens is when i do my notes i cha- I, I change the date so you're right it is the 105th this is the 104th 105th just seeing if you're paying attention He's on the other side of the date line. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask the sound it's, broker. It's a good question to ask the sound broker. How is that possible? Well, you know, I've made a mistake. You know, I thought, what can I say? Lane, it's next week. Yeah, just testing to see if you guys are paying attention. That's it. Just testing. Yeah, to see did attention. you not? Did you not see Mike when when you said one oh six? Mike was like, no, no, no. I was yeah. like five. Five, 105. Yeah. Yeah. Next week's 105, yeah. and I'm I, I'm really impressed. And you know, 307 subscribers on YouTube. You know, I mean, you know, I'm sure Tom Krupp has like you know 10 million, and we have only 307. But that's okay. You know, I'm happy with 307. And next week we'll probably have 310. I was, I was, wait, no, no, no. You have check right now. I'll bet you you have 308. No, still 307. But I'd probably have to refresh the screen. Yeah, you gotta, re- <laughs> gotta refresh. About 20 minutes ago. Ah, ah, ah. There you go. You see, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. I'm 308. Anyway. I'm 308. Very, very good. Well, you're number you one for me. You know, you can ask me. Yeah, the difference between. Yeah, the, the the difference between you know the you know like LaGuardia, you know that's the mayor, and the, they probably they wanted to change the airport name, but they wouldn't let them here. And you know, McCarran was the one who built the airport, and be got the money, uh, the senator who got the money for the airport, and yet they changed the name to Harry Reid Airport, which I thought was you know really crazy. Uh, it's still LAS if you if you want to you know get a book a flight. It's LAS. Yeah, LAS, not LOS or LAX. It's LAS, um, which is the airport code. But did anything change other than the name? No. The signs pointing to the airport. I mean, Some yeah, of them say the, Harry well, Reid now. Well, most of them. What's interesting, what, what hasn't changed yet is maps. If you're you know using Google Maps or MapQuest you know, on, your, on your GPS, almost all of those still say McCarran. If you, yeah, if they you do look up an address online. But all this week they've been Google's been driving around the airport. Um, uh, oh, okay. re, yeah, re remapping it. So speaking of that kind of thing, uh, is the Hard Rock going to n- rename the Mirage, or is it the Mirage, the Hard Rock no, Mirage? No, no, it's, or? it's a no, full-on complete hard rock. remodel. Yep. The volcano's going away and being replaced by a. Giant guitar, a brand new guitar. guitar. Yep. So, so my question about that is, what's the time frame for that? 
it's being designed as we speak. Um, but I'd have for to the, think... for the time being, it remains the mirage. Correct. Yeah, now, I'd say you... I'd say for at least a couple of years, if not longer. Do we think they're going to get rid of the Beatles' love out of there? Doubt it. I doubt it. That one. Um, That's a huge money maker for them. It, cash it cow. No, it no wasn't, doubt, right? No, it is now. It wasn't pre-pandemic. The Jackson Estate finally renegotiated the the uh, licensing rights for the music. Jackson? Oh, that's right. The Jackson Estate. That's right because he owned all the publishing of the Beatles, didn't he? Oh my God. Yep, so they finally renegotiated, so now that show makes money. I did not know that. You see, I learned something new today. I mean, we learned again, so much today. Again, it was because of Ask Cablo, not Ask Soundbroker. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, we don't know well, what you're no, telling no, no, is no, no, true. No, no, no. Do your I own research. That, I knew that, Jan. I knew that, Jan, so don't let him fool you. We got half. I, I knew that. <laughs> there you go. Half, we got half. half. Well, in that yeah. case, it would have been Ask Tina. Not ask the soundbroker. Yeah, well, Tina's part of the soundbroker, you know. So, anyway, you know, let's let's put it like this. I was under the impression, by the way, that Paul McCartney had bought back that from from Sony as well, but I guess not. Yeah, not not last I heard. Or maybe there's a distinction between publishing rights and ownership. performance. Uh, well, it gives me something. It gives me something to you know to live for now for next week, and, so and I can go do my research to see who owns the rights to the Love Show. Yeah, and the other thing that might be interesting now that I think about it is, I don't recall there being a single Beatles song played at Love that is the, the that is the original version. Exactly, they're all, they're all like remixes, extended. Some of them are right. That's why there's a separate CD called The Beatles Love. Uh, and it's yes, that's a great versions. little CD, yeah. by the way, if you don't yeah, have it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I got it. It's a great it. little CD to kind of listen to very familiar yeah. songs in a very new way. Um, yeah, because it was a it was it's a more of a play than it is, you know. But the I, and I believe George Martin's uh, son, uh, George Martin Jr., was the one who uh, did the mixing on that. Oh, did not know that. Yeah, for and sure. And also yeah, set definitely. up the, system. the sound broker. Yes, the sound broker. There you go. What do you know? Well, anyway, listen, you guys, we're going to stay in the room Giles, and chit-chat. Giles is his name. Giles. Giles. Giles See, I couldn't remember it. Couldn't remember it at first. But a few minutes later, I kicked in and I got his name. Giles. Going back to the Alzheimer's test, don't worry. I don't think you need it, but there you have it. I do. Uh, I do. Anyway, we didn't cover everything I wanted, so we have plenty more to talk about next week. Some of these stories will stay. We, you know, like one of the things I wanted to cover is the best place to live in America. Uh, there was a there was a there was a uh, a uh, survey taken, and so we have that. So that's going to be the teaser next week. We'll talk about the best place to live in America. We now know the best airports where to go, uh, and then, now we're going to know the cities. And uh, with that in mind, I want to thank everybody for watching. Remember, if you like the show, give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like it, still give it a thumbs up because I can use that, and we all like that. And you can come join us anytime you like, just by uh, DMing us from any of the any of the fine uh, social media streams that you're watching us on. And we'd love and to have you. And are you support. supposed to hit the subscribe button? You yeah. hit the, that subscribe, subscribe button right down there. And the like button too. Like and subscribe, both of those. Right, Jan? 
That's right. That's right on YouTube. Uh, I don't believe Facebook has that. Anyway, this is it for us today. Thanks for watching. Uh, remember, I'll leave you with this. You make it happen. Stay safe and healthy. And we'll see you again next week. And if I can figure out where the button is, I'm going to take us off the air. All right. Thanks, everybody, bye -bye. for watching and listening. Bye-bye for now. And we are off the air. And now I've got to find the button to stop the recording, if it'll let me. Um, for some reason, the way, it, the way it's working right now is crazy. I can't seem to find the button that stops, and there it is. Just ask the sound broker. He'll tell you where it is.